Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Good afternoon, Garage Logic Faithful. Mayor's out today. Chris Reavers here in studio. No deputy mayor here in studio today, but what we are going to do is feature some great segments of Garage Logic over the years because we thought, you know what? Just a few days left here on the flagship 1500 KSTP ESPN. And so, what we thought we would do is just uh, take this opportunity to play some of the best and some of the segments that you guys love and have loved over the years. And one of my personal favorites, this one goes back a couple of years. We just simply call it Joe's Great Vacuum Story. Take a listen. And now the mayor of the town of Garage Logic, Joe Suchere. Didn't I tell you the guys the story about when I was going? A friend of mine gave me the bound copies, 1939-1940, Aquit. Okay. Which, yeah, at the time, was the College of St. Thomas. Yes. And at the time, St. Thomas Academy was also on the grounds of the college. Right. And that was true until, what, about 1965, and yeah. the academy split off and moved out to Mendota. In any event, I read through these bound copies of the Aquin, and I kept seeing the photograph and the name of a guy named Frank Danz. D-A-N-Z. Yeah, I've not heard this story. And anymore. he was active in a father's club or something. And, you know, <clears throat> Mr. Okay. Frank Dans reported to the committee that the uh, auditorium is set for the mother-son dance yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So uh, from the time of my earliest memory, which would be about the mid-50s, mm-hmm. the guy who lived upstairs, my grandmother had a duplex in St. Paul. Okay. The guy who lived upstairs was a guy named Frank Dance. <laughs> oh, okay. Huh? That's so, a coincidence. No, I think it was this guy. Oh, it was the guy. I think. And I don't know, uh, you know, if, if he was pictured in 1939 and 40 being active in the school uh, activities, mm-hmm. presumably he had a son there. Yeah. So now we're uh, now we're 15 years later. For all I know, he was retired or something, and and uh, living upstairs in the duplex. But I remember that he always had a tie on and a nice hat. He was well kempt. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, so I called some... one of those uh, the 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 derby hats or whatever that like an older guy would always wear when he's driving. Well, it wasn't really a not der- really a derby. No, hat, but... it was just a. So I called some of my cousins, and they couldn't really offer much more than that. That my memory was right. Yeah, the guy upstairs was Frank Dance, hmm. and uh, with his wife was up there too. I never remember seeing. Oh, her. okay, he was married. And I just found myself thinking, I wonder what the deal is here. You know, you got this yeah. guy Frank Dance, and I, I I don't know what he did for a living or. I guess every day he took the bus downtown. So, isn't that interesting? It's going somewhere. What does the What's the story? That's it. Huh. I, then I what? found myself thinking. Great story. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to give him one more than that. Can't you just tell me an interesting story? Uh huh. <laughs> I don't That's know. Your, I, wait, 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 wait now, wait now. That's your story, though. Oh. Your story is 
Greg Sands or no, no, let me, Mr. Dans. No, wait, no, wait. You know, here's this guy, this tenant for yeah. all these years yes. in the upper duplex. Yeah. Okay. Now you now you're painting a picture for me. Okay. On Linwood. Yep. And uh and he, he was Frank Dans. What did and you guys I have never, a compound on Linwood or something? No. <laughs> no. Okay. So uh I uh, and I never really knew him or anything. I just knew that the guy upstairs was named Frank Dance. Yes, and uh, never had anything to do with him or what have you. And then here, here, this buddy of mine gives me these co- old college newspapers, yeah. and there's Frank Dance. Okay, <laughs> coming up tonight at six. Again. Man in Bloomington wears blue Can't shirt. You tell me an interesting story. Uh, let me, let me, let me. No, no, no. Let me break it down. About? It's very rare that I am the. Uh, <laughs> Very rare that I'm any type of voice of reason. So, yeah. so what you find you find bizarre was, uh, or peculiar is the fact that yeah. that that you had an aunt. No, my grandma. Your grandma. My grandma living in St. Paul. Right. And, and there you was went. To, you went to a, a college. Right. Located in St. In Paul. Paul. Right. And you found it interesting that. When you went through the St. Paul yearbook, where that was the no, college... No, the college newspapers. Newspaper. Yeah, there was s- Frank Dan. You saw a man that was involved with the college in yeah. St. Paul yeah. that lived most likely in St. Paul. And yeah. you think that's... I thought know, that was... If it was, was uh, Keewatin or maybe uh, San Diego and you saw the... You don't have to yell. Dan Gregory? Well, What's his name? Oh, I attached all sorts of intrigue and mystery no, and lore. No, and, it's like ding, ding. That's a ding, I, ding story. Let me go start my car. That's very. By the way, I mean you, you I have a pretty was, high batting average, so it's not like I mean that that that's something I expect out of myself or Rook. That's what I. That's yeah. a story I would tell. Would you look at me and go, <laughs> "What, are what you, in the hell are you talking about?" Don't you think that's a small world story? Though? Not in St. Paul, but well, if it was, well, you went to Jacksonville, Florida, and that's the same guy. You're like, no. wow, that's weird. A half a country away. Yeah, but he was he was two miles down the street. <laughs> I expect that in St. Paul. All right, it's a it's an incestual city. Well, I I just thought you know I I always probably as a youngster I would have attached some uh, mystery to the to Frank Dan's you know what? Well, maybe if you had the shades pulled all the time. No, and, no, you know I mean you know, who's this guy upstairs? That's Frank Dan's. And uh, and then to see him there, there he is in the thing. Yeah, there he is. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just. You don't see it, do you? I'm thinking uh, with this story, and usually you're you're pretty good. And I give you a, you're a good judge of story character. It wasn't much. Ah! It wasn't much, was it? No, that, I failed. Uh, I did. I kept waiting. for yeah, I can't hit a home and run. And he robbed every time. a bank, or he uh, is now president of. Uh, well, that's super that's, value. Now you're on the right. Well, Mauer strikes out with the bases loaded. Now once you're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. Who was he? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't ask the question and not have the answer. You need to have the answer <laughs> well, so we know. I can I can maybe maybe salvage this. I also asked I my mom. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, no, no. I also asked my mom. I said, do you remember the guy that lived above Anna's house that was named Frank Danz? And she said, oh, sure. And I said, what did he do? Apparently, he was a very prominent attorney. Really? Well, then what's he doing living upstairs in a duplex? Well, but but back, huh? but back then... Why didn't he have a big spread on Summit Avenue or something? Or maybe he did when he was younger. Or maybe that was his ah. secondary home, if you know yep. what I'm saying. No, that, not for that many years. He lost it in the Depression. And uh, the, 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 other, the other great story I heard is that... Uh, that oh, wait, 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 wait. A great story that you heard. Let's not say another. <laughs> no, not another. I, that's a good I think yeah, we're still working point. on well, that. Apparently, Mrs. Dan's would time the arrival home 
I got this from one How'd of. How'd you find that out? I got. <laughs> I, I got this from one of my my grandmother was a wonderful <laughs> piano player, yes. teacher, and mm-hmm. uh, and my cousins who lived in St. Paul would go to her place to take lessons. Okay, sure. And it. You and, think that's is that part of the great story? Well, maybe if you'd allow me oh, to get to I, it. I apologize. And apparently. What they deduced after you know years of witnessing this is that Mrs. Dan's would would time the arrival home of her husband to start up the vacuum cleaner upstairs to, <laughs> to make it, to make it appear as though you know she had probably be, uh, had been involved in heavy heavy oh my labor gosh, all I've been day. Working all oh, day you're home, dear. Yeah, I don't put the vacuum. Away, I got you know? some uh, meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. Call me now. And okay, and then the great part. What's the? Give me the. <laughs> Lay the good part on there. You threw a little vacuum in there, electricity, you know, piano, and uh, and that's it, eh? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess you're right. You know what? That's another. You know, you were worried about me five minutes before the show. <laughs> no kidding. Have a little too much time. I think the tables have turned yeah. here. I uh, I want Suchi back. What have you done with Suchi? <laughs> no, maybe that's what threw him off. Oh, that's what threw him off. Brooke. You got him all yeah, worked maybe up. That's a little. And then we heard about Grandma's neighbor. Well, not only did you get me worked off. Worked. <laughs> Boy, it doesn't take much, does it? I'm sweating. I am not going my age. sweat right now. No. I mean, I'm asking the question. It's going somewhere. No, you see, you no did. Worries, you did get little... no. You did get me worked up by being nervous. I was nervous. And, and now you're still making me nervous because you're right, and you're never right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just a moment uh, here. Hey, moment hey, harump, harump, harump. All right, GLers. Back to the best of Garage Logic. This is what we're going to give you for the next couple of days here. Some of the most requested things you want to hear, maybe for one last time, or maybe you already, maybe you'll record it and save it, huh? Go to the podcast, garagelogic.com, and figure out again how to get that podcast all set for you so you are all ready come September when we start the new Garage Logic podcast, which will be a little different, but will be mostly. The same Garage Logic content that you would like to hear. Now, one of the biggest, biggest, most requested of all time is when there was a little confusion over some change given and what you're entitled to when you order a pizza. It seriously happened. Oh, I'm sure it did. I went to Little Caesars to get pizza last <sighs> night. I'm shocked. I've already lost. What I know. You? you know what? what? Rook did call us. He goes, as soon as I mention Little Caesars, I'm going to lose Joe. Well, you lost me, but I'm... <laughs> Well, I'm trying to remember. I'll try to pay attention. We Here were we on the go, and it's mm-hmm. uh, scheduled, so and it's affordable. Are they any good? Little oh, seasons? yeah. Yeah. If you go in, let me just explain quickly. If you go in for a hot and ready pizza, it's $5 or it's $8 if you get the three meat. If you have to wait, you get a, a free bag of crazy bread. <laughs> the three meat. You're just so schooled in the world of oh, it's, fast food, aren't if you? It's, if it's hot, if it's fresh, hot it's and delicious, ready. though. So it is I good went stuff, in, though, I Joe. was supposed I was directed to get a three meat and a pepperoni. Pepperoni was ready, three meat was not. Right. You're supposed to get an order of crazy bread for free if you wait like I did. Oh, well, boy. she didn't See, offer See, I wouldn't this. know that. 
I know, I know you wouldn't know this, but uh, yeah. this this What's is crazy bread. Ah, breadsticks, breadsticks. <coughs> garlic uh, type breadsticks, and they good. give you the different kind of sauces too. Good stuff. You mm. dip the bread in them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. yeah. And so I kind of hinted to the gal. Oh, and, and an order of uh, crazy bread. You know, mm. I have to wait there. Well, she sure. charged me for it. Well, that's not in the uh, That's rules. okay. I I just I kept my mouth shut and yeah. I just said it's three fifty. What are you gonna okay. do? Well, yeah. <laughs> when I got my change because yeah. I did not put it on debit credit, I paid in cash. No, that I would have had trouble with that too. I took the cash receipt put it in my pocket right well today uh having the same cash with me coins and cash right. i realized i had two susan b anthony's well, what's your dollars and right? three dimes yeah and my change was 80 cents yeah so she gave me two dollars and 30 cents a dollar 30 a 230 instead of 80 cents right what did she think she was giving you quarters yes we'll take them yes. back to her well, that was my. I, I didn't realize that until just now, and so what I've done is when I went and saw Randy on Cleveland at the Pro Stop there. Yeah. I bought a a Mega Millions. Yeah. And a Gopher Five. Right. And if I win. Yeah. And at the press conference, I'm going to tell this story, and I'm going to gleefully hand two dollars back to uh, to Little Caesars. Now, do you think I've stolen money? Yes, I did not get my free crazy bread. That's true. I had to pay three fifty. Well, That's my dilemma. You've if, paid three fifty for the crazy bread, which you were supposed to get for free. Yes, and but your total bill came to a your total bill included the fee for the crazy bread. Right, it was twenty one twenty or you something gave her like what twenty five twenty five dollars. I got some bills and eighty cents. And what were you what supposed to have been? Cents. What were you supposed to have gotten back in change? Two quarters and three dimes. Two quarters. So instead, eighty cents. You were supposed to have gotten back in change. In coins, yes. So you gave her. Uh, I don't know what you gave 25, her. Twenty five, let's say, and it was twenty one twenty. So I've got. The the correct amount of bills I would if it assume. was twenty five it would and you were supposed to get eighty cents and the bill was twenty four twenty. No, but I got I got bills as well. So I'm just I'm just worried about the coins here. Yeah. She gave me two dollars and thirty cents instead of eighty cents in coins. Yeah. Oh, I but think I didn't get free crazy bread. I think in the cosmic scheme of things the. The fact that you were punished on the crazy bread. Well, that's why I felt guilty, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to buy two lottery tickets. Problem. Well, I'll tell you what. It's Friday the 13th. If you win, what what's the most you could win in the lottery? I don't know. Is it, the mega, is it the mega deal? Go for deal? five is like 300 grand. Yeah, I was say, 300, it's a grand. You've got to go back and give her a grand. you got to, I mean, yeah. you really, because that money <laughs> that you got the tickets was her money. You got to go back and give her a grand if you win. Hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred bucks. Something. There Why are you such a cheap? No, I'm not worried about her can't prize. Say on I'm radio. worried about the. I felt guilty when I realized that I didn't get because normally I would have said, well, "Hey, hey, hey! You gave me the wrong change here," and I would have corrected the situation right there. But you didn't look at it. You put it in your I pocket. Just put it in my pocket. Yeah, I think you're off the hook. I, I really, uh, you know, uh, I've been on the radio a long time. And, uh, I, w- I felt guilty, though, and then I, and then no, I spent I, I the understand. money. I've been on the radio a long time, and uh, <clears throat> this is the first time crazy bread has ever come <laughs> Well, and the other thing, Joe, you've got to think about. You know what? And I hope it never comes up well, again. Well, okay. Yeah. The yes, one, uh, Chris. The one thing we're not adding into this equation, though, you know, Rook had the added change 
you know, to his order in in in, in, in exchange for the the goods that he received. Yeah, just a minute. But you're not figuring into the free advertising that they just got on the show. Right. But uh, now, oh, now, yeah, now, I, I at the at the risk of belaboring this, I need to know something. Boy, I wish I had the receipt with me still. Maybe you do. No. A couple of more Susan B. Anthony's. <laughs> so I uh, let's just say it was twenty one twenty. That's what my bill twenty two twenty. That's what my bill came to twenty two twenty. Okay. And you had a twenty and a five. Yep. Here's twenty five dollars. You were twenty five. Kept my mouth shut about the crazy bread. And twenty two twenty. Uh, you should have gotten back eighty. Uh, you should have gotten back three eighty. Right. And you did, didn't you? No, I because because stop, of Matt, stop, I got the right amount Matt, of paper Matt, money. Stop. Stop and let me guide the conversation. Just focus. The bill came to twenty two twenty. Yeah. Including crazy bread. Which I paid for. I understand yes. that. The total bill, including crazy bread, yep. was twenty two twenty. Yes. You gave her a twenty and a five. Yes. You got back from her the correct amount of change, I take it. Three dollars and eighty cents. Was what I, I thought I got the correct amount of change because I got the, the paper money was you, correct. Oh, did you get three ones? Yeah, I got the correct oh, amount of paper money. Okay, now we're getting to the bottom of it. Yes. You got the three ones mm-hmm. and then some change. And some change, which, which I, you later discovered was uh, two Susan B. Anthony dollars. And three dimes. So you got $2 more than you should have. Right? No, I got a, I got a dollar fifty more. No. <laughs> You're not factoring in. She should have given me 80 cents in coins, yeah. but the coins that she returned to me were two Susan B. Anthony's, which that's, would be $2. That's $2. And three dimes, 30 cents. Okay. So two thirty instead of 80 cents. Do I have logic to this? So $2.30. <laughs> Just a minute. 0.8 from 13.5. Yeah. So you're a buck fifty to the good. Babe. Yes. Yeah, I think you're okay. I think I th- how much does crazy bread cost? Three fifty. <laughs> you're two dollars in the hole, which I spent two dollars on to lottery buy lottery tickets. tickets. But so if I win, I you know what I'll 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 just continue to eat there. How about that? There Is you that go. a good trade? I, I think uh, I think you're okay. It's a, so we're really what we're what you're. I just uh, felt guilty. You're having a little angst about a dollar fifty. Is what it amounts to, and I feel sorry for the gal that thought the. Su- I gotta tell him, huh? Do I have? To- I don't want her to get well, in trouble, we, but she like, thinks Susan the, B. Anthony's the books wouldn't be balanced, or what? Yeah, they're gonna go broke. Was over she there. an otherwise uh, uh, intelligent, uh, acting uh, young woman, or do you think she was, she's entirely capable of believing that that was a quarter? Uh, she had a tongue piercing. Uh, there, you, there's a problem. So, I mean, that was one. If they thing. talk like this. Because <laughs> I would have said. Can I have my free crazy bread? <laughs> Where's my free crazy bread? I'm supposed to get crazy bread. What the hell's going on here? Well, I'm not going to worry about it because it's out in the open there. And if I, you, you God want, willing, if I win, you've confessed. I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where's my crazy bread? But uh, to my, I would have straightened it out right there had I looked oh. and said these things feel weird. I'm free and clear. Friday the 13th. I think you're weird. okay. I okay. think you're, uh, uh, not Shouldn't even I would say. Don't write a letter sh- about the crazy bit. No, I don't. think you're fine with crazy bit. Okay.
Hey there, big boy. Let me tell you what really heats me up. It's the real man in you. The sweat, the grease, the dirt. The manly sense that no cologne could reproduce. Until now. If you want to drive your woman wild, try the new official cologne of Garage Logic, WD-40. With WD-40, you don't need a muscular body, sensitivity training, transplants, implants, a big bankroll, or lessons in love. Just splash on some WD-40 to bring out the sex kitten in her. It's all you need for the love life you've been longing for. One whiff and women swoon. You may find women you don't even know ogling and, yes, even becoming obsessed with being near you. WD-40, the affordable love potion. Available at hardware and parts stores everywhere. WD-40 Cologne takes no responsibility for careless use of its product. Use in public places is not encouraged due to its dramatic effect on women. Best of Garage Logic here, right at the flagship station. GarageLogic.com is the website you need to visit to. Don't forget, we will be live at the Minnesota State Fair with some live shows. So, yes, Johnny Height does have the day off, but I want to finish up this little Caesars deal because uh, there was more discussion, and uh, what we found did did actually surprise us. Okay. Well, if you have a tongue piercing, yes. there's a chance that you can't do the... Collect coins. Well, that was part of my, uh, you know, in, in waiting the six minutes that I was told, I thought, how painful must that have been? Yeah. See, how do you do see that? that's what happened. You got so sidetracked by Shaking this tongue piercing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got so sidetracked. Did that hurt? <laughs> well, that tongue, I forgot all uh, about the crazy that tongue bread? deal go? <laughs> I know I'm supposed to get free crazy bread, but I'm far more intrigued by your tongue piercing. What? What's the point of that anyway? <laughs> Is that first boonga boonga or what? How do you work that? <laughs> oh, man. Just a moment. Okay. Wally. Well, good. Uh, happy Friday afternoon, Mr. Mayor. Yes, sir. Um, sorry, but rookie, rookies bring them back because I've, uh, I've fallen into this trap myself once before. The three-meat pizza does not is not the hot and ready pizza. You don't get the free crazy bread if that's not ready. It's just the, it's just the cheese don't, and sauce. Don't and do that to me. Are you serious? I've, I've fall, I've, I had to wait for it, and I said, hey, uh, hey, don't I get the free crazy bread? And she says, oh, no, sorry, the three-meat does not qualify for oh, that. Well, wait a minute oh, did now. You feel like wait a, a minute now. If the three-meat is not factored into his decision-making process, then you're right, Wally. He's got to take the money back. If it was the pepperoni... We're in business, but, uh, oh, geez, you know. Now I'm starting to go flop sweat. It could all turn for me on the 13th of January on a Friday. You know, there's people in a corporate tower somewhere that are figuring out this stuff. Look it, we can't give them free pizza bread on uh, three meat. Not on the three meat. meat. That's got to be the oven ready or hot and muffin or whatever the hell it is. Hope they don't go review Some guy's the cameras. making five hundred grand a year saying, "No, no, no, that doesn't work out with three meat." But you go hot and ready on a on you a know, pepperoni, you can give them crazy you bread. You know how much we'll give away if we give away free crazy breads with three meat? Not to mention the difference between Susan B. Anthony's and the size of a quarter. Oh, and then that one guy's going to complain about the chick's tongue ring. Oh, thanks, Wally. Good luck, boys. Uh-huh. More guilt. Wow. It just gets worse and worse. I know you had better stuff to get to. I didn't mean to sidetrack. Oh, I don't you, but this know. Was a this is uh, no. Garage in fact, logic, I, I'm uh, going to make a note of this. Service road, uh, <laughs> walking along the service road of life problem. Yeah. Well, if Wally's right, 
you are not entitled to free crazy bread. I must confess, I'm not a seasoned veteran of uh, Little Caesars. I I thought they were all meats of Just a minute, pizza. just a minute. Larry. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Hey, uh, throw into the mix there that the guy that paid beforehand overpaid a buck and a half because she thought it was quarters. <laughs> Boy, I hate to be the bookkeeper at that little. Holy mackerel! Yeah, holy cow! That's right. Some guys out as Susan B. Anthony's, and he probably didn't even get the crazy bread. (laughs) 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 Don't you wish the chick with the tongue piercing would call us? Listen, this is what happened. Yeah, you know what? Uh, she's probably not listening to this radio station. You know what? I'm not buying food from somebody that's got this going. I think it's, it's that probably... crazy a, bread be way too crazy for me. That's the three meat, too. Just a minute. This guy happened here. It happened to Sean. Sean, oh. go ahead. Hey, I don't mean to change the subject here, but uh, your story yesterday about the uh, about the, the phone interrupting the composer? Yes. Well... Just a minute. Just a minute. Just a minute. Just a minute. I'm putting. I'm putting you on hold, Sean. Okay. Uh, that's so. I want to stay with this because uh, we had another uh, caller. Who's on the hotline? You better grab line ten, Joe. It's. I mean, this is a hard hitting issue that we've got to get to. Yes, sir. Hello. Hello. Lisa. We're talking. Uh, I'm the cashier. Pardon? I'm the cashier for tongue piercing. Oh, you've you've come up on the show. Uh, you're out. You're out a couple of dollars, Lisa, and we're trying to convince Rookie that he should maybe get it back to you. I don't know who Rookie is. My manager told me to call. Okay. Yes. And said there was a mistake on the pizza order. He ordered a three meat, and you do not get three crazy bloods with a three meat. Sir? Hello? How stupid is he? He does not get a crazy blood with three meat. It's seasoned pepperoni. We've, we moron. Is it you, sir? Are you rookie? Dumb rookie? No, I'm not. Liar. No, I'm not lying. Are you on? Are you on Snelling, Lisa? Is that the location? No, we used to be where I moved to Rough Seventh. So is that where Rookie must have made this mistake regarding the three cheese bread or the yeah, crazy loaf or whatever it is? After he spent half an hour in Yalmo Wickles. You know Yamo? We got him on tape. Spent about 45 minutes in Yamo. Yarmo? Yeah. The liquor store. Oh, so he was in there for 45 minutes before he came to your place? Yeah, probably trying to pay with Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> he thought they were quarters. <laughs> Why are you becoming more masculine? I'm pretty husky. You want to go? Do I want to go what? 
pizza? No, I don't. Uh, but thank you for calling. And uh, go. pardon? I, I gotta go. All right. Oh, well, it's good that she called in. I was not in Yarmos, by the way. I resisted the temptation. <laughs> <laughs> I like to look at the wine. I was not. I, I bypassed uh, Yarmos. I didn't remember you saying that as part of the story. No, oh. I was not in Yarmos. I can't I, take Sean's call. He wants to tell us about how his <clears throat> cell phone interrupted a concert or something. I just can't do it. Tell him, Chris, thank you right. very kindly. I will. It was kind of him to call. But I can't. Uh, the, the, the poor gal at the West 7th. Uh, she, is she that was, where that is down there? Yeah, it's the new one. And that that's where it was. And you know what? They do a great job, so I'm not I'm not ripping them. I was just confused. You've just given them about $50,000 worth of airtime. <laughs> well, after hockey games. Uh, and, we, uh, uh, and we also renamed them Crazy Loaf <laughs> instead of Crazy Bread. <laughs> Crazy loaf up. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, my God, help me. Yes. Uh, oh, God, help me. That's it. Uh, Regroup and... Uh, let, let's uh, and, and get some weather. Okay. The uh, best of garage logic continues, but not before we go to Mr. David Wallace Dahl. Hi there, Rook. How are you, sir? You're brought to us by the fine folks at It's Just Lunch. Nice. Now, Eight. what did you have for lunch? It's, it's just, just lunch. lunch. Yes. I haven't had anything for lunch yet. Oh. So that, you, well, you're you in just, the middle of your day almost. You yeah. just reminded me here. Yes. 88 out there right now, Rookie. It feels, okay. feels like 90. We still have some high dew points in the mid-60s. When are those? I thought those were already going to be gone. I I thought, I'm sweating, Dave. Walking I know. from the car in here, I'm sweating. We've been waiting for the last two days for those drier dew points to drop south. They just haven't done it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like that's going to happen. We're going to stay in the muggy mid-60s for dew points probably all the way through Saturday at least. Temperatures tomorrow and Saturday probably up around 90, if not into the lower 90s. David. And Yeah. We're still in the the edge of the moisture, though. Some heavy showers and thunderstorms have been going on in southern Minnesota, and they've uh, eked up into the southern portions of Dakota County. They're going to gradually kind of uh, slip away later on this evening. So I think the southern parts of Dakota County and Scott County probably in that range to get showers and thunderstorms. Some locally heavy rainfall south of there toward Owatonna and Faribault. All of that, though, as I said, is going to gradually shift off to the south and southeast as we go through the latter part of the afternoon into the evening. And then temperatures, again, as I said, upper 80s close to the 90-degree mark for Friday and Saturday. Sunday, some scattered showers. Better chance for most of the metro getting some showers then. But high temperatures still warm and muggy in the middle 80s. Right now, we're at 88, Rook. 88 and hot and sweaty. Yes, it's for not sure. your fault. Uh, we you. just we just need somebody to blame. Thank you. And All right, you, you do a good job of blaming me. <laughs> yes, I do. That will continue. All right, Dave. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you uh, in about an hour. Sounds good. Appreciate it. All right, the best of Garage Logic continues. A book recommendation. Hmm. Yeah, Milicic. Yeah. You're thinking so, of uh, uh, Darko. Oh, I'm thinking of Nikola Perkovic. Nikolai. Nikola Perkovic. With a nickname we can't, can't pronounce I, on the air. I can't keep track of all these Serbs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, speaking of Siberia. Let's post it 1500ESPN.com under Garage Logic. Two points. Mm-hmm. 
I might have mentioned to you that uh, on the Discovery High Definition channel, they will occasionally have a documentary about Wild Russia. And I've watched all of them. Mm-hmm. It's mesmerizing. Just the vastness of the land is incredible. Okay, yeah. So, A, I buy the fact that it's so vast, so remote, so forbidding, that humans haven't explored nearly enough of it to know what's there. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second point that I'm reminded of, which might seem apropos of nothing, is that Tom Rob Smith is an author you might want to write down. Tom Rob Smith. And the current book, it just came out early January, is called Agent Six. And it's the third in a series. Uh, oh, help me. The Secret Speech was the second one. And Child 44. So his first one oh, yeah. was. I remember you His first about one that. was called Child 44. Mm-hmm. His second one was called Secret Speech. And now a few uh, years have gone by, and there's a, a third one, and it's called Agent Six. Okay. In Child 44, we are introduced to the character uh, Demidov. What's his first name? Leonid, maybe? Leonid Demidov, who's a Russian agent, a Russian policeman. Mm-hmm. And he believes that children are being systematically killed in Russia. Okay. And he counters great opposition to this belief by his superiors because uh, such a thing could not exist in uh, such a of uh, 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 an equal state. There couldn't be such a thing. But he proves to be right. And then in uh, the secret speech, we pick up the guy's uh, activities. We're at uh, we're in the late forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agent Six opens in nineteen fifty, and after about seventy-five pages, cuts to fifteen years later, and we're now nineteen sixty-five, and Demidov's wife and two daughters are going to New York on a cultural mission. If you want to read, not only entertaining, but if you want to read the most chilling and presumably factual and accurate accounts of what life in Russia was like Mm. in our lifetime, in Mm -hmm. my lifetime, Mm -hmm. I remember telling you that, to think. Yeah. That in, you know, I, I was picking years arbitrarily, you know, to, to think that in 1955, the people were living like this, cut off from any knowledge. of it. They were no different than these tribes being discovered in Peru. They might as well have had, they might as well be no distinction between the way Russians were living as recently as the mid-60s. Mm. To these tribes discovered in Peru. In any event, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, you're uh, talking about uh, Russia and how uh, it's it's how vast well, it I is. Well, I think I think in the secret speech, this character, uh, as part of his uh, uh, police duties, uh, travels to a, a region in Siberia that is just 
chilling. Leo uh, Stepanovich Demidov. Leo Leo Demidov. Leo Demidov. Yeah. It, it is just if you want to know why you don't want communism, if you want to know why you don't want a socialist state, read this. Well, this guy turns out he's a Brit who obviously uh, has studied extensively Russian culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy knows his stuff. It is amazing. It is amazing. It's the Agent 6, I'm not giving anything away, starts with Leo and someone training under him named Grigori. They're both what we would call policemen. They uh, are without search warrants. They routinely enter people's apartments to look for signs of... Uh, of uh, uh, Propaganda of yes, some sort. Yes, they, they look for signs of people who might not believe in the state, and they, uh, they just they. Leo notices a sooty fingerprint on the desk of the woman who lives in this house, and it leads him to explore the flue of her crummy little coal-burning fireplace mm-hmm. and extracts a diary in which she had sketched a picture of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, wow. She does not survive her interrogation. Oh, man. This is all, this is unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable. No, this is all believable stuff. All believable. Uh, is it, uh, what is it? It's a long way from woolly mammoths, isn't it? It is. What type of book? Are they uh, easily read? Yes, I mean, they're, it... they're page-turning novels, but they're written elegantly. Uh, the guy's very good. And, what, boy, for somebody my age to think, while well, I was frolicking, these kids were fighting for a piece of bread. Mm. It's, just, it's just incredible stuff. It's just, it's just mind-boggling. Yellers, uh, that's the first hour of Garage Logic. Next hour coming up, we got some best of things as well. Along with that, you're going to get your live weather and uh, sports talk is all live as well with a little tribute to uh, a lost soul that we just, or a soul that we just lost anyway. Uh, quick reminder if you don't know how to podcast uh, and you're 78 years old, ask your grandson, ask your son. It's super easy. Go to garagelogic.com. It will walk you through the process so you are ready for post-fair shows when we start the all-new Garage Logic podcast, which you are really going to enjoy. You'll enjoy it as much as the show, I guarantee you. How do I know that? Because it will be the same characters. It'll be the same content. It'll just be in a different location. You can handle that. All right, we'll be back. Uh, we got our update from Reavers coming up. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. You are tuned to the best of Garage Logic. Dave said it's 88.